0: Welcome to the Your Bard Podcast, a brand new podcast by Shakespeare North Playhouse. Each episode, we grab a drink at one of our locals in Prescott and chat to our guests about all things theatre, the arts, and of course, the bard himself. Join us as we chat to a range of guests, from directors and actors to local curators and historians. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and settle in to the Your Bard Podcast. In this episode, we chat to the team behind Forgotten Voices, writer and producer David Moorhead and actress Sharisa Valentine. Forgotten Voices is the remarkable real life story of David's grandmother, Eva Moorhead Kadali, widow of South Africa's first black national trade union leader, Clements Kadali, a couple who fought for freedom for over 30 years and paved the way for Nelson Mandela's rise. This one woman show starring Sharisa as Eva spans a turbulent time in South Africa's history and is set in 1956 following the death of her husband. A story of joy and pain, of sacrifice and struggle. Eva was strong and resilient, glamorous and warm-hearted, and way ahead of her time. Project producer Emily Parr hosted today's podcast. Whether writing, acting, directing or teaching, the arts and cultural heritage have always been central to Emily's life and work. We recorded this episode over Zoom inside our CAF bar at Shakespeare North, which technically still counts as a local. But we apologise for any audio issues. To so join us as we chat to David Moorhead and Charissa Valentine.
1: We're at the National Theatre on Sunday for the awards ceremony and is nominated. So that's even more exciting. Oh my
2: goodness, congratulations. Thank you. Wow. It's going to be
3: a, a, a yeah. fab experience. It's nice that we're all already in London. So yeah. it, we just have to play an extra night. So it was definitely meant to be that we can all go and celebrate together. Even Absolutely. if I didn't it's still a celebration to be there and yeah. be nominated. So, yeah, super grateful
2: for that. Okay, I should say the time is incredible, isn't it? Well done yeah. <laughs> for settling that. Just trying. we've all got <laughs>
1: our glamorous clothes. So right to being smart and really looking forward to Sunday.
2: Yeah. So your Papa tuxedo, just in case anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's it's really, really lovely to meet you both. And we're really looking forward to seeing you on our stage in the studio as well. Have you been to Shakespeare North Playhouse before? i
1: yes we came for the opening of course
2: you went yes you went for the open weekend of course
1: yeah yeah. Um, it was
3: such a good event it was just I I was going around just feeling the wood saying oh my god
2: (laughs) 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 it's real it exists (laughs) yeah thank you well it's you know we really want to find out a little bit more about the show from you today so David first could you just tell us a little bit about your grandparents Clements and Eva give us a sense of the story
1: right um well my my grandmother eva was married to clement scadali and clement scadali was the first national black trade union leader of south africa so from the 1920s he 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 sort of um led the way uh, for the black labor movement to actually become a powerful economic force in striking and uniting and laying down a foundation that they had a voice as workers yeah. and my grandmother Eva um, was by his side for 30 years and they paved the way for Nelson Mandela and the African National Congress so w- when in history Mandela comes in he's only as successful because they they've laid the foundations
2: wow so real pioneers real revolutionaries of their time wow yeah
1: but he, uh, Pevens Kadali, is iconic in South African history. Mm-hmm. There's a park in South Africa where they've got a 400 statues called A Long Walk to Freedom. And he is there. But oh. she is not. She, as, as a woman, as a woman of colour, she she's forgotten. Hence the title of the play, Forgotten Voices, because it's her time to go centre stage to tell um, what it was like. Um, as, as, as a woman um, in that time, um, you know, uh, struggling to establish rights.
2: And it's so important. I know you're really keen to tell her story, particularly as you're her grandson as well, and it's a real tribute to her. And what elements of Eva's life are you focusing on in the play?
1: Uh, we go from um, when we first meet her when she's about 10, and it goes right through to when she. Um, Is leaving. Well, actually, we do her whole life. I was going to give some clues away there. (laughs) Actually, we do her whole life. Um, And it's about her uh, personal life and it's about her professional life as a trade unionist as well.
2: Wow. So, what led her to become the woman she was and, you know, in her marriage as well? That's amazing to get the background of her life too and the context of it all. So, I mean, obviously. You've got that personal connection which makes this play all the more poignant as an audience knowing that you know as a writer that's where you're coming from but what else really inspired you to tell eva's story
1: um two two events really um one i i when, when she died I, I was a child and that was really heartbreaking and i always wanted to know more about um my grandmother because she'd come from a land far away she was so exciting so when i turned 40 i asked my dad if we could go back to south africa and he would show me where he grew up because they had to flee Uh, i think he was 18 when he he had to leave um so he took me back and um we went back and we we found long lost relatives and um there was a parcel one of them um said uh, one of the relatives had died but left a parcel in case my dad ever came home and in it were photographs and letters and it told such a rich story that I thought wow I, I know more now and then about two years after that Henry D from Edinburgh University rang me and said I'm doing a PhD on the Kadalis. Um, can I come and interview you and he got 40 he found 40 boxes of resources in Cape Town University um you know and including like speeches my grandmother had given oh i wow. um, think so once i'd had once i had all that i thought right i i, I can write it now so you, you have know.
2: all those building blocks and uh, yeah because yeah. i was wondering you you, well, you do use her original words as part of the script don't you yeah. and i was wondering where you'd source that from so it's all of that collection of material that you've sourced yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah, how, yeah. how did it feel going back to Go into South Africa yourself at that time and seeing up first hand all of those those images, as you say. It it
1: was it was it was just it was a lovely week with my dad because yeah. it was just the two of us, and he he told the story and 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 I felt the place, and then when we met the relatives, it was just wonderful.
2: Hmm.
1: It was really um really, really positive experience. You know, you. it was sad that um The relative we'd gone to look for had only died a few years beforehand. Mm. And you realised that apartheid, apart from um all the violence and everything, it had separated families,
2: yeah. you know,
1: because you couldn't get back into South Africa before Mandela was free. Yeah. You know, they were removed in the 80s. So you had no idea what was happening in the country. So it was, I, I felt, I wish we'd been able to come earlier. But it wasn't safe
2: yeah yeah so it was the right time yeah i'm just just with you saying about i know she she did die when you were a little boy but do you have any memories of her at all are there any particular No.
1: yeah yeah no um i spent summer holidays with her
2: oh right
1: uh, you know she took me to the library i'm a great reader as well so i feel that's connected um also i'm a trade unionist you know, right. say I'm Northwest rec uh, of the Year for yeah. the, the year. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> people didn't don't know, know. Don't <laughs> <them. But laughs> that. and and you know that's because I am my grandmother's son. Oh, steal that in my DNA, um, and she took me to the park, she took me to the cinema. I always find th- this story funny that um, in the early seventies, Danny Larue had made a very naughty film and in the cinemas and we'd seen the trailer and we quite liked it so we went back to see it my grandmother and I and we're queuing at the box office and then they say something to her and I'm going can't we see the film she's going no David no (laughs) it's been fetted oh have you seen (laughs) it since I hope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it was on telly um, a few years ago and I was just laughing thinking Aww. you know so she was very glamorous and, and a lot of fun
2: yeah absolutely you know. and then Sharissa, you have the honor of taking on that persona you are the one woman to to tell her story and take on her voice what's that been like oh, well it true you are
3: completely correct with it it really is an honor absolutely um and the fact that David's entrusted me to help tell Eva's story is wonderful um yeah the, I think when I, I always say when I first got the phone call saying that I got the part it was complete elation and then it, it set the dawn sets in and you go oh oh gosh it is a woman <laughs> there's no one else on stage with me if you know if I i sort of drop a line or go blank or anything like that and then also Eva is a real inspirational woman so you really want to do her justice and also David with Eva being his grandmother mm-hmm. Um but I think we've done that it's been it, the whole process has actually been such a pleasure this is my first one woman show I've never done this before but I really feel like as a team with myself David and Margaret the director we've we really put the time and effort in to find Eva's voice and and be as Mm -hmm. truthful as possible Um, and we had quite a good rehearsal process um, and a lot of chatting, which actually it, it's, it's really helpful because it sets the foundations then. So then when I go in on my own, I have this journey in my head that I go through and these stories. So I'd have a question about a particular line or you know a situation that's happened. And David would be right there with some facts or knowledge or something that I could then attach to that part of the script. So that helps the journey through the whole script as a one woman show, but it, it has been an absolute pleasure from start right till now, and hopefully, it continues that way. David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know,
1: I to say, is absolutely brilliant in it. Oh, you know, absolutely. as proud as I am of the writing, um, it's just elevated by her performance, yeah. it's just magnificent.
2: Take, it has to take the right person, doesn't it? Particularly yeah. if you know the, the subject matter as well. And yes, Theresa, what a gift it must be for to have somebody who can give you those insights and, and the reasons behind it, the motivations of the character. It must be amazing.
3: It really is. It really is. Very grateful for that.
2: Do you find there are any similarities at all between you and Eva? Do you, does anything that she said resonate with you in any way? Or... I think yeah, there's there's a few lines in
3: particular where I do have to sort of, um, some very hard hitting, you know, mm-hmm. David hasn't um, shied away from, from certain subjects. So as a woman of color, when I'm saying them on stage and there is a line where he's put in that, um, she says that I, I've never cried. Up until this point, and oh my gosh, there's so many points up until that point where I just want to burst into tears, <laughs> but I can't because David wrote that, so that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think for me personally, Eva is an inspiration to absolutely everyone, and I think anyone who comes to watch it, there will be elements because I'm not a mother yet. Hopefully, one day, but even the, the you can think about my relatives. Coming over from Jamaica. So there's always a, a direct correlation with things like that. But even if you know your your family is just English, as we all think, then maybe watching it, there's some emotional connection with Eva. Um, from the get-go, to be honest, even from being a child and being disappointed. Unfortunately, we've all been disappointed yeah. in yes. life. So from the get-go, David's words just get you straight away and you're with her fully on that emotional journey and it's just it is it's just it's wonderful it's a fantastic script I mean mm. it's a pleasure to play Eva um but also a pleasure to to work with David and, and say oh, his God. words oh,
1: sure. <laughs> I don't know how many people have ever said that
2: <laughs> I mean you are right sitting right next to each other so of course you have to say this <laughs> I know it's true I know it's sincere um was there ever a point at which You'd considered having other characters in the show. I'm I'm curious, or was it always going to be her voice? So a one-woman oh, piece? That, that's,
1: that's a really good question. Um I think I think Clement Scadali was was so charismatic um that he could draw thousands and thousands of people on stage. So if I'd written him as a character on stage, he'd have taken the limelight.
2: Yeah.
1: And and I thought, yeah, and Eva. As And the actress would have had to have battled to, to, to ha- have had her moment and, mm. and writing and everything. And I thought, well, I don't want to do that. You know, this is Eva's story and she's been pushed away in into the wings, really. Mm. And she comes centre stage. Wow. So I had seen, I know you've had uh, the um, Shakespeare North um Kitty. Yes. And I... I went to see that and um, a few years ago, and of course, that's a one-woman show, and I just thought, oh, good grief. That's what I can do. I can do that for Eva. Oh, give
2: her a time yeah. to shine.
1: Yeah, yeah. and give her the space, and it's all her, to, so she can tell and explain, because that's the other thing. I think when I was growing up, we knew facts about her, but we didn't really know the person, so, the play explains her choices as well. And I just feel because she's center stage, um, it, it is just her voice.
2: It's a lovely tribute. It's beautiful. And as you say, you've you finally given her that chance to say how she her take on things is lovely. I mean, Forgotten Voices, you know, it's touring as part of Black History Month. And we know you've been all around the North and you've gone as far as London and things like that. What what do you both hope that audiences will will take away from this play from the experience?
1: Right, um, <laughs> I I hope um, that they that they en- engage with the play um, and and know Eva's story, but that they see that women of color um, they have an epic battle in life. It is it, not easy. And that they they do really um, have so much to give, and they're so empowering. But there's also when when you join the struggle, uh, f- trying to make the light, world a better place, y- you do um, your mental health um, c- can be in question. And and I and I think probably rambling now. I think um, <laughs> absolutely not. No. But I think I wanted to present my grandmother as, as a person who had cared. She wasn't a saint um, and she struggled and she paid a price with her mental health. She had to make quite big sacrifices. Um, so if you do step up and really make a difference and then quite selflessly do so, there there is a price to pay. But I think we should acknowledge that and that... Um, the other thing is that she um, didn't achieve everything she wanted to, to. at the time um, before Mandela comes along, South Africa is not free, but she was part of that struggle. and I, And I think we need to acknowledge that sometimes we can't do everything. We can just contribute something and we should, but it is painful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, so i hope people remember eva they take the story with them but they also realize that um you know if, if we're going to fight for human rights and make the world a better place um there are scars but they perhaps they're scars that we 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 um have to take we have to have
2: that's such a powerful message and it sounds like it touches on so many issues particularly in in the world we're in such oppression statements on mental health awareness as you're saying as well so thank you David how and Sharissa, how about yourself what do you think what would you like audience to take
3: I think for, for me personally because it is a part of Black History Month it's taking away the knowledge of of all the facts that David's popped in there. I thank for himself and Henry D as well for all the information. Um, so obviously to take a look at the facts of black history, this is something so enriched in the history of, of the knowledge and the facts that David's popped in there. So obviously they're gonna think about that because it's it's right there and it's so knowledgeable. It's fantastic. Like So it is you learn so much, I've learned so much from it, but also to think about the next person that you come across in the street, everyone's got a story. So just be kind, like when you say mental, you know, mental health awareness, it's, it's so important. So, you know, she would have come over to this country, gone through all what she's gone through. And just from speaking to my dad and my grandmother in particular, about when they came over from Jamaica, there's some things that have been shocking. You know, it makes me, you know, want to tear up even at the thought of that. Just be kind to everyone yeah and it's just as simple as that I mean I think David's touched on obviously all the other things that I absolutely agree on um but I think we're living in a time that's hard for most people um so for me it's just pure and simple just be a good person <laughs> because people are going through a lot um, absolutely paint on a smile and they're just trying the best that they can at that moment in time so just smile back and be nice and be kind and come from every if if, if everyone can just come from a place of truthfulness in their actions the world would be a better place and I do believe that Eva made the world a better place from her actions but unfortunately she sacrificed so much Mm. (laughs) that was you know that was her choice um, and you have to respect people's choices. But everything that Eva did, she came from a place of truthfulness, and it was her truth. And she felt like it was the right thing for her to do. And she gave herself a platform to have a to make the world a better place, not just for her, but for
2: everyone. What a role model! Absolutely. Uh,
1: I was going to quote Helen Reddy then with raw, um, <laughs> and I would like uh i i suppose people to come out there and think do you know what i am gonna stand up now i am gonna have my voice and say something and if i get bruised that's just a price
2: mm, what bravery i mean it takes a lot doesn't it but actually sure, it? yeah yeah and what's the response been like from audience members so far because you've done quite a few shows now haven't you fantastic hasn't it It
3: really
1: yeah because you you just wonder um how people are going to take it yeah um you know that they've said it's beautiful um it's resonated with them we went to Birmingham and and one of the radio DJs came along and he he said I I review plays all the time he said but this one's going to stay with me for so long
2: wow that's what you want to hear isn't it (laughs)
1: Uh, I think sometimes it's uncomfortable viewing because mm. it, it brings up questions about society. Um, and we also went to Cambridge because they've got the Centre for African Studies. And they brought all their um, students and the, their South African professor. And then we did a Q&A, and we were a little bit worried, <laughs> or right. I would mm. um, be
2: they knew their stuff
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's quite
2: intimidating
1: yeah he said uh of the, of the play um you start if you knew nothing about south africa's history by the end you have such a rich history you you, mm. you you've you been taught this and so positive and said to me can we do this as an exhibition
2: and oh, put the wow. story
1: there mm. so that was really good and last night um these um South African um, a group came and said that they're now in the anti-apartheid headquarters in London and they'd like an exhibition of Eva's story.
2: It's opening up so many new avenues, isn't it? So many discussions. That's amazing. That's yeah. what you want from theatre, don't you? To to shake yeah. the foundations a little
1: bit. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it, it, it's it's going really, really well, you know. Really We'd still, I'd still like someone to say, I'd love to turn this into a film, and here's the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's
2: still time. You know, watch this space, let's see. Yes. <laughs> well, I've just got one more question for you both. Um, if you had to have a pint with any character from Shakespeare's plays or texts, go with the sonnets even if you like, who would it be? Any character from Shakespeare's any text. Any
1: character, what would we be doing, sorry?
2: If you had to have a pint.
1: Or a pint. Any, <laughs> oh, a pint. With any
2: character, who would it be?
1: Uh, well, I've, I've got two. Oh, okay. <laughs> the the three witches from macbeth just for a fantastic night out.
2: <laughs> oh sorry sorry oh just everyone everyone gather with the coven have a good oh. night
1: <laughs> out
3: time of year i don't know with hocus pocus and everything coming out. Maybe it's oh, that, right. <laughs> yeah
2: they're but probably busy
1: yeah <laughs> really it would be portia from merchant of venice and i would say to her you shouldn't be marrying bassanio right you're too bright <laughs> <laughs> for you, yes, you should go back into court. You should be a lawyer. You're a powerhouse. You and Narissa get together, and you just don't need the men.
2: Do you know what? If I was to if I was to guess who you depict, I would have said it. a warrior for justice and powerful yeah. woman. Such oh, a good yeah. one. That's better than mine. Mine was just the three
1: witches, just so we can go <laughs> <laughs> down. Yeah. What's
2: <laughs> wrong with that? Each serves their purpose in their own. Probably
1: life. also <laughs> Lady Macbeth telling her that perhaps um, she, she's she's in the wrong marriage as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have a rethink, Lady Macbeth.
1: Have a rethink. to <laughs> <in> the seaside.
2: <laughs> Bit of fresh
1: air will sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> so who? Or,
2: Oh my goodness! I, I probably would have said uh, Porsche as well. Um, oh, that's a, such a tough question. Um, yeah, maybe the the person the sonnets are addressed to, just to see who they are, because they're so mysterious, oh, wow, and just yeah. to get all the answers out of them. Maybe yeah. that's a that's a little they're, bit off track.
1: Are male or female?
2: It's always speculated, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Could be a mix. Could be a mix. We'll see. <laughs> oh, see. Thank you so much for your time, you two, this morning. It's been really, really lovely to see you. And all the best with the show and the rest of the tour as well. Can't wait. Take okay. care you now. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Forgotten Voices is sadly sold out at Shakespeare North Playhouse, but not to worry, you can still catch the show on the 29th of October at Chester Story House. This podcast was hosted by Emily Parr, produced by Neve McLaughlin, with special thanks to David Moorhead and Charissa Valentine.